0: What is up, everyone? This is the Scoop and Score podcast. I'm your host Jacob Herbert, and we are doing another episode of Team Previews, uh, NFC South. Let's go! Uh, to join me, I have Grove Big D. How's it going? Hey. Is that what your fiance calls you?
1: Uh, funny enough, her family calls me that.
0: Oh, that's not for
1: the not for the same reasons that most people would think.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Just Had to make sure on that. <laughs> I mean, if we could get a funny story out of it, that'd be great But hey, it's not for that reason, I understand um, Before we do NFC South team previews A uh, little bit of sports outside of NFL uh, First off, NBA Finals is still going on And after last night, we are re- recording this um, Thursday July 15th After last night, series tied 2-2, Dalton What do you think about it?
1: Oh, I was so confident in the Suns At the start of this series, and now, I don't know, Chris Paul has kind of gone non existent. Dev Booker's kind of had to put the team on his back. And it's just not been enough the last two games, so.
0: And uh, Giannis is just killing it.
1: Yeah, well, him and Chris Middleton both. Chris Middleton's been really good for them. In wins. Yeah, yeah, fair enough.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But so is Chris Paul in wins. True, true. Yeah. Um. Yeah so that's still going on I think uh, game 5 is Saturday So we'll get to see Who uh, takes the pivotal game 5 um, Just this last weekend I can't remember what number it is But we had the UFC uh, It was a stacked card uh, Dalton me and you watched it together What did you think about it?
1: Uh, pretty good fights all the way around um, Sean O'Malley's fight was pretty good um, And then I I was really anticipating the McGregor Poirier fight, but that did not go as expected.
0: Do you think it's the end of Con- end of Conor?
1: I think so, but I mean, he's done so much for the UFC. He's brought so much attention to MMA where no one else really has. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he. I didn't really watch a lot of UFC events before McGregor, yeah, and since him, I mean, I think I've watched damn near all of them that he's been in, so.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. I uh, started watching a little bit more when he got into it, and then uh, I got into UFC during um, quarantine, too, so both of those factors helped, even though he wasn't really fighting in it, but... Yeah, he got me interested in it, and then yeah, it took off. Uh, and also, uh, the Euros is done. Italy won. It's me, Mario. <laughs> oh God, what what even is that? It's just uh um. I think it's just a Europe Cup. Oh. Like all the clubs, and I don't even think they like all the whole teams are fighting, like the whole national teams are like playing uh, together because then they have to go right back at it for the Olympics, right?
1: I would assume so.
0: Yeah, so I, I don't know. But yeah, Italy beat England in the final and that's all she wrote. I bet on England too. Stupid. So stupid. <laughs> well, I'm, on another
1: note, I mean, they're about to start or... They're going to start, like, Olympic basketball preseason.
0: So that's... Oh, bad. yeah. Also, another thing I wanted to talk about. U.S. has lost two exhibition games in a row. What do you think about it, Dalton? Because a lot of criticism is coming out.
1: Yeah, and... I don't... You don't really see Popovich ever very upset. But when a reporter started asking him about it, like... Why aren't you blowing these games out, basically? He's like, these are world championship teams from every country. Like, you're not... No game should be a cakewalk.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree with... I, I agree what Pop said, because, I mean, like, they just got beat by Australia, I think. And them with, like, Patty Mills and Joe Ingles. But, I mean, these are guys that play together all year round versus a team that they just threw together, like, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's, that's...
1: And I think Jason, Jason Tatum... Said that too. He's like, we've only been together for like, we only had like four days of practice before that game against Australia. Yeah. And those other guys, they've been there like since June playing.
0: Mm hmm.
1: Almost May, I think, actually.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, like, uh, yeah, Joe Ingles and Patty Mills just got there, but the other people that like aren't NBA people, they're practicing all year round. Right. So. And,
1: not only did they lose to Australia, they lost to Nigeria, which I thought was even worse.
0: Yeah, that's. I couldn't even tell you. Oh, I know like a couple NBA players from there, but I don't think they're playing on that team now.
1: Uh, you'd be surprised. You remember Luis Scola?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wait, he didn't play uh Nigeria. He plays for Argentina, I thought. No, he
1: plays for Argentina, but I just saw a post about him. I was like, no.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. He's like forty something years old.
1: I didn't even know he still played, but there's guys that you would know from Nigeria, like Okay. Udo, and okay.
0: You know, okay. Yeah, some yeah. of those kind of guys. Hmm. Uh, any other sports you want to talk about before we get into team previews?
1: Uh, not much. Uh, yeah, I really wish that the McGregor fight would have went a little bit further than it did, um, and now it came out today, I think, or yesterday, that I guess he had stress fractures, in his
0: his leg. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah, apparently like... You mean like going into the fight? Yeah,
1: like going into it before it even
0: occurred. Well, I wish he would have told us that before I put money on him.
1: What? I didn't know
0: that before then. Well, no, I'm saying I wish he would (laughs) have. (laughs) Oh. I'm not blaming you, Dalton. I don't think you're his trainer. If I do
1: that, I betting on
0: a lot more if I knew that stuff so. <laughs> uh, alright if we got nothing else to get to let's get to uh, some team previews we are doing NFC South and of course we are going to start with our Super Bowl champions the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year they finished with a record of 11-5 and head coach Bruce Arians uh, they added Giovanni Bernard in the offseason you know who they lost Dalton?
1: who? no what? one going to say. I didn't think they lost
0: anybody. <laughs> they kept the entire team intact and uh, they drafted Joe Tyron, outside linebacker for Washington in the first round, and then Kyle Trask, quarterback out of Florida in the second round. Uh, what did you think of their offseason, Dalton?
1: I'm kind of going to overshadow the rest of what I'm about to say the rest of this podcast, but when I was looking at like what I thought this season would look like for the NFC South, Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh my God, this is the AFC East all over again." It is Tom Brady leading the pack, and a bunch of mediocre teams behind him.
0: Yeah, yeah, I could definitely see that. I was gonna, I was even gonna take it like a step further and say this division, like take out the Bucks, obviously, might be worse than like the NFC East.
1: Oh yeah. I have no doubt this year I guarantee that these, these other teams I bet these other teams barely finish 500
0: Yeah I, I mean I'd be shocked um, What Alright let's get into The first questions uh, Bucks brought everyone back uh, With team friendly deals Franchising tagging uh, Chris Godwin And uh, just bring one of the most Stacked rosters uh, Tom Brady wants an undefeated season Dalton Think he's gonna get it?
1: Uh, I definitely. There's so much talent in the NFL today, and I mean, at that age, you're gonna have at least an off game. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, I don't think that an undefeated season is gonna happen for them. Oh, I mean, they were seven and five last year before they rattled off four wins before the playoffs. So,
0: yeah but they were just getting the momentum now they got a whole off season together like it could be crazy and now like Antonio Brown has the off season with the team um Leonard Fournette joined the team a little late could be crazy
1: yeah I yeah I under- I understand how they could definitely rack up like 13 14 wins but I I just don't think they'll be undefeated
0: that's fair. That's fair. You think uh, Patriots Week Four is going to beat them?
1: Uh, what's their schedule look like? What's their toughest games?
0: I couldn't tell you. Don't have it in front of me. Uh, I know they play the Patriots Week Four.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know. That'll be a. I think that'll be a good game, but I don't know. Cam Newton maybe in his second year. New England might help him a little bit, but
0: okay. Um, let's shift to uh the defensive side. Uh with Sue, JPP, Vitavea, head in the D line, Barrett, Levante David, Devin White being the linebackers, is this the best pass rushing slash run defense in the league?
1: I think it's the best defense in the league, period.
0: Okay. You are you worried about the secondary at all?
1: Uh I mean, don't they have mostly young guys in secondary?
0: Yeah, their uh safeties are Whitehead and uh Winfield. Um I can't remember how old Whitehead is. And then on the secondary shoot. I'm trying to think of it. Starts with like a C maybe. Carlton Davis and someone else. But I mean they're they're like pretty good guys.
1: Anyways, yeah, no, I think I think their front seven really can bail them out of you know,
0: near any situation. So, you're you're picking them first in fantasy. Uh, I probably would. Yeah. With the number one overall pick. Uh, probably not. Okay. I mean, gotta ask these hard-hitting questions, Dalton. Uh, Tom Brady's is uh gonna have perhaps the best weapons in his career, and added Bernard. Uh, give me your favorite. To lead the Bucks in receiving, and then give me your favorite to lead the Bucks in passing or in rushing. Sorry. Uh Let's start with well, receiving. Walk I wanna me.
1: Say, I want to say Mike Evans is going to get a lot of. I want to say Mike Evans just because that's the obvious choice, but Chris Godwin's really good too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It, it's it's. I'm going
0: to say it's a tie between those two. I want, a, I want a definitive answer. All
1: right, I'm going to say Chris
0: Godwin. Okay. And then what about uh, your favorite to lead the Bucs in rushing? You got Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette, Giovanni Bernard, and Tom Brady basically as your candidates. Oh,
1: God. I mean, that just goes to show you that today's game, you don't need
0: an amazing running back. Um, <laughs> Leonard Fournette did good in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, but of those three, I'd probably say Bernard.
0: hard. Is going to lead him in rushing?
1: I'd
0: say so. Okay. All right. Kind
1: of a, kind of a dark horse
0: one, but I, I like him. Yeah. Um, all right, Dalton, I'm going to ask you for your projected record and chances of winning division. Go ahead. Uh, projected
1: record, let's go 13
0: and 4. Okay. And then chances of winning division by percent you're going to think I'm crazy for this, but 75%. Well, I like it. I had, uh, before we went on the show, uh, projected record 14-3, and three, and then chances of winning division 70%. So... Okay. Not too far off our opinions. Yeah. Anything to add to the Bucks before we move it to uh, the other teams?
1: Uh, I'm excited to see if they can do as well as they did last year. Like you kind of said, their chemistry came together late in the season. and I mean, not losing any guys, it'll be interesting to see how well that chemistry is kept over the season.
0: Yeah, very true. Uh, next up, we're going to do the Carolina Panthers. Last season, they finished 5-11. and Head coach Matt Rule. Result, they got third in the division, eighth pick overall. Uh, this was their offseason. They added Hassan Riddick, linebacker. Dan Arnold, tight end. Uh, offense tackle Cameron Irving, wide receiver David Moore, linebacker Denzel Perryman, and quarterback Sam Darnold. Uh, losses, they lost Curtis Samuel, D-tackle one Short, and quarterback Teddy Bridgewater. And they drafted J.C. Horn, cornerback out of South Carolina, 8th overall, and Terrence Marshall, wide receiver out of LSU in the 2nd round. Uh, give me a little thought about their offseason, Dalton.
1: Uh, I think their losses were greater than their ads uh, J.C. Horn was a good pickup for them but I still think he was almost overdrafted okay Um. but yeah I mean losing Kurt Emule who was like pretty damn good receiver for them and then um Teddy Bridgewater who I think is be better quarterback than Sam Darnold
0: I would agree with you I think a majority of people would agree with you. Um, Sam
1: Darnold is not your savior. (laughs)
0: Hey, you never know. You never know. It could be the Adam Gase effect. It could just be Jets suck. Who knows? Uh, Let's talk a little bit about uh, defense in Carolina. Um, It's been a priority for Carolina as most of their draft capital has been spent on helping the defense. With guys like Derek Brown at D-Tackle, Brian Burns, Jeremy Chin, J.C. Horn, how long do you think this rebuilding process for the defense is going to take? Because, I mean, these are pretty good pieces to start out.
1: So you're saying the rebuild for the defense?
0: Yes. Uh,
1: For the defense alone, I think it'll take probably three to four years. Um, they're good pieces, but, I mean, you still need to add, definitely, uh, D-line, linebackers. I mean, the linebackers they do have, they just, they signed Denzel Perryman, which, he came from the Chargers, so, I know a little bit about him, but he is, he's not all that, is there. he's chalked up to be, so, I mean, he, he was always kind of injury-prone. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so I don't know. These, I think it'll take a couple more pieces and a few more years. So.
0: All right, fair enough. Uh, Sam Darnold will be the quarterback for the Panthers. Uh, in an offense that doesn't look too bad on paper, um, are you expecting Darnold to thrive with a number one wide receiver like DJ Moore, good role players like Robbie Anderson, David Moore, Dan Arnold, and a monster back in Christian McCaffrey? he has more weapons
1: than he did with the Jets, so, and he has better coaching, so, I don't know, um, if he doesn't, if he's not able to get it done here, I mean, he probably, he needs to show something for sure.
0: Okay, are are you expecting that jump to be made?
1: I'm not expecting it, more so hoping for it, just so he's not a total bust, Mm
0: -hmm. but, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Um, and then also Matt Rule and Joe Brady going into their second year coaching um, with New Orleans and the Falcons on the downturn, and Tampa Bay basically going all in, and Tom Brady basically on his last leg. Are they in a great position to take over this division in the next couple of years? Uh,
1: I would say I would say other teams are probably more poised. So. Uh-huh. Um, Buccaneers even though they do have an older quarterback they've set themselves up really well for the future um, just as far as their draft kicks have gone I mean they have Tristan Wurfs who is a all pro tackle and they have
0: drafted Kyle Trask got T- Kyle Trask yes um, so
1: I mean I don't know I don't know if it, I don't know if he'd end up coming in and playing after for Brady, but
0: it's it's at least an option.
1: That division will be interesting to see because I mean, Breeze is retired. Dom Brady's going to be retired. Matt
0: Ryan's not too far off either. Yeah. So I
1: mean, it's all going to be it's going to be a division full of young guys here pretty soon. Yeah.
0: Kind of trying to. Yeah. Um, alright, do you have anything to add to the Panthers before you project their record?
1: I will say that I think that this, like, the Panthers and the Falcons are probably tied for the worst in the
0: division. Alright, uh, give me your projected record on them then.
1: Um, I will go ahead and guess... We'll go
0: six,
1: six and six and six and eleven. Yep, yeah,
0: we'll say it. All right, and chances of winning division? Uh, we'll go seven percent. All right. Um, I had uh, before we started the show. I had them at a record of five and twelve, and a chances of winning eight percent. So. Look at that, Stalton. We're, we're having the same brain tonight.
1: I mean, it's not hard with a division this crappy.
0: <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. It's
1: kind of like the AFC East. I mean, like I said, they, it, it's just a bunch of teams that are going to play second fiddle to Tom Brady's
0: team. Yeah, that, that's fair. Um, all right, let's go to the Atlantic Falcons then. Uh, last year, they recorded a record of 4-12, head coach Arthur Smith uh, former offensive coordinator at the Titans. Uh, result, they were a disaster. They got the number one, four pick overall last in division. Um, here's their offseason. Uh, running back Mike Davis was added and I can't remember from last year. Did they have Dante Fowler? I
1: don't
0: know. Alright. They lost uh, their center Alex Mack, uh defensive back Keanu Neal, safety Kazi, and wide receiver Julio Jones. Uh, In the draft they picked Kyle Pitts, number four overall tight end out of Florida. Second round they got Richie Grant, safety out of UCF. And third round they got Jalen Mayfield, offensive tackle out of Michigan. What did you think about their offseason, Dalton?
1: Still not enough.
0: Oh, definitely. I I was not impressed.
1: I mean one receiver they needed to try and keep, they didn't. And to answer your question, Dante Fowler was on the was uh, on the Falcons this
0: year. Alright, well then, take him out of that column. That's even one less ad. Uh, but yeah, I mean, with the Julio move, do you think that's them possibly going for a rebuild soon? Because I mean, I'm guessing if they could trade Matt Ryan, they would, but I don't think a lot of people are picking up that phone for him. No, and if it is,
1: it'll be another team like the Panthers or somebody that can't muster up a quarterback of their own.
0: You know, I don't know. And then they lost uh, their two safeties, who were actually pretty good, just a little uh, injury-prone. They lost longtime center Alex Mack. Uh, they had a pretty decent draft. Uh, what did you think about catch number four?
1: I think, actually, that that was probably the start of the rebuild. Oh. I think that he is a generational talent. But uh, it'll all depend on what their scheme is for him and how we will line up, because I assume it will probably line up out, outside the line, so I don't know.
0: Yeah, play a little bit wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Um all right, despite losing Julio, Falcons receiving core is actually the bright spot of their future with Ridley and Kyle Pitts. Uh with an aging QB, a mediocre line, a pitiful defense, and a bad running game, what should be addressed first going forward if this is a rebuild? Which it is.
1: Um Your listeners have probably probably caught on to this, but I like a good O-line. Mm. I think that is the start of every good franchise, is somebody that can protect whoever you have back there. Because it don't matter who you have back there if they're getting hit 10 plus times a game.
0: Yeah, that's Joe Burrow.
1: So, so yeah, I think that would probably be their best address first, and then from there, moving to their skill positions, that probably their receivers, weapons... And then from there, they can probably. Because, I mean, teams nowadays, they can win with a mediocre defense. They can have winning records with a mediocre defense. I say that, meanwhile, the Buccaneers won the Super Bowl, and (laughs) they have, like, one of the best defenses, so.
0: Yeah, I mean, look at uh, two years ago when the Chiefs won it. It wasn't a crazy defense. Yeah. I mean, that's
1: just today's game. It's not like it was hell, even 10 years ago when defense won the Broncos a championship. So.
0: Yeah. Alright. Go for line first. Alright, let's talk about the coach. Arthur Smith is inheriting... A defense that has been bad for a while, but has decent pieces like Grady Jarrett, Deion Jones, AJ Terrell. Uh, do you expect the defense to uh, get any better or not uh, during the season? Well, be honest, I don't think it can get worse. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, I mean, they they didn't. I don't think they addressed it enough.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I mean, I don't know. It's just. It's something they'll definitely have to work on over the next few years.
0: Uh, do you see them moving like Grady Jarrett or Dion Jones for picks?
1: I would definitely think about moving those guys for picks, but also moving like some of their older, older offensive talent for picks.
0: Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. I don't. I mean. Falcons, I think we can both agree, is kind of a train wreck right now, but um, for fantasy-wise, are you targeting any Falcons, like um, Ridley, Mike Davis, Kyle Pitts, Matt Ryan?
1: Uh, If the value was good, I could definitely see myself getting Calvin Ridley or um, Kyle Pitts. Um, Kyle Pitts is just kind of an unknown, just because you don't know what to expect. You know, Calvin Ridley is going to give you decent numbers, so...
0: Yeah, you're not gonna reach for Kyle Pitts or anything like that.
1: Yeah, no, I'm not picking him up in like the third round if that's what you're asking.
0: Yeah, um, what about like Matt Ryan? If the defense is as bad, then they might be throwing a lot.
1: Well hell, they were throwing a lot last year. I mean fantasy football wise, Matt Ryan's always been pretty decent. Yeah. But that's because he's had an ass team and he's
0: always had to he's always had to throw late games, so Okay, and what about the running back Mike Davis? He's projected to start.
1: Their running back room is horrible,
0: though. <laughs> hey, Mike Davis had a, a good couple games on Carolina when Chris McCaffrey got hurt.
1: Yeah. Isn't he a big boy?
0: Yeah. I think, yeah. He's, I think he's got some uh, receiving capability, though, too, because... I, I'm trying to remember correctly from last season. I think he caught a couple balls, did a l- little something in the past game. Yeah, he did do pretty good when McCaffrey was hurt. I remember picking
1: left fantasy and he, he uh, helped me help win some uh, matchups. for me.
0: Okay. Are you targeting Mike Davis then? Uh, he's not bad, but I also wouldn't count on it just because like we had said, he's they're
1: going to be throwing and He's not... He's not real big in the receiving
0: category. Okay. All right, Dalton, do you have anything to add to the Falcons before we move on? Uh,
1: Yeah, I think they're the worst team damn near in the NFL.
0: (laughs) Jeez, we're just burying them. All right, (laughs) give me your projected record.
1: I'm going to go ahead and say... Oh, shoot. Kind of mirror what they have this year, four
0: and thirteen. That's exactly what I went with. And chances of winning,
1: 2%. two percent.
0: Two, two percent. All right, I went um was seven percent, so I gave him a little bit more of a shot. Matt Ryan needs to be MVP. He could he could maybe pull something crazy.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Alright next up we got the New Orleans Saints Last year they went 12-4 Head coach Sean Payton Result they lost divisional round to the Bucks Um, Wasn't much of an addition For the Saints Uh, They didn't add anyone um, Significant uh, losses Were much more significant They lost their quarterback Drew Brees Linebacker Quan Alexander Tight end Jared Cook Defensive end Trey Hendrickson Cornerback, Janorius Geno- Jenkins, D-Tackle, Sheldon Rankins, and wide receiver, Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, and then they drafted Peyton Turner, defensive end out of Houston in the first round. Pete Warner, yeah. Uh, linebacker out of Ohio State in the second round. Uh, Paul Ediso, cornerback out of Stanford in the third round. Uh, Dalton, what did you think about their offseason? Oh, God. Uh, yeah, kind of like you
1: said, they lost very valuable pieces. And one I know you didn't mention, who's not a player, they lost uh, their offensive coordinator.
0: Oh, okay. Where did he go? So
1: he went to the Chargers. He is now their offensive coordinator.
0: Oh. Well, not too shabby. Is Austin Eckler about to turn into Alvin Kamara?
1: Oh, that's what we're hoping.
0: Uh, yeah, if that's the case, I might uh, put Eckler up on my uh, fantasy board.
1: I mean, he's all Eckler. This is on a different note, different division, different team. But he has already eclipsed a thousand yards receiving in a season before. So I mean, he's like a watered down version of Alvin Kamara in a way.
0: Yeah, but... I. I if I'm thinking of the right season, that's also an old man just slinging him the ball side-handed, side-armed. Oh, yeah. it, was, it wasn't last year. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, what did you think about the draft? They um, they addressed uh, defense with the first three rounds. and then uh, Oh, I also forgot they got uh, Ian Book, the quarterback from Notre Dame, in the fourth round. Does that bring any... Is that anything important, or...
1: I feel like he's a very mature quarterback. I always remember him, like, him playing games, and it's been, like... Was he a senior when he got drafted?
0: He had to be, because it seems like he's been at Notre Dame for a while.
1: Yeah. All uh, right. well, that's, that's the good part to him. I mean, he's going to be coming with maturity and all that, so... I don't know. It'll be interesting to see, uh how the quarterback situation plays out for the Saints in the next couple of years, too.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, let's talk about the quarterback situation. Uh, the main question of this Saints offseason is who will be quarterback now that Breeze is gone? Uh, what are the pros and cons of having each quarterback start? Uh, and my
1: options are?
0: Winston and Taysom Hill.
1: Not throwing Ian book in that conversation yet? Nope. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Um, I don't know. I don't have any faith that Taysom Hill would do anything worthwhile. Uh, when Drew Brees got hurt last year, they tried playing him, and that was a train wreck. So, I don't know. I uh, I think that Jameis will get the starting job and keep the starting job for for the season.
0: Okay. What what are the cons of Jameis starting? Uh, his
1: decision making I mean he's older now so I don't know what his interception numbers would look like he had 30 and 30 again
0: he had LASIK done after his uh, last Tampa Bay offseason
1: yeah that's why he threw so many couldn't see (laughs)
0: Uh, but yeah I think um, I think you're right I hope that Winston starts because he kind of opens it up more he's going to make throws that Taysom's scared to and we saw that when Taysom started, like, the four games last season. And then I just don't think Taysom has what it takes to lead a good offense. I don't think he
1: has what it takes to
0: lead any offense. Oh, jeez, Dalton.
1: I don't know. I'm just not real high on him. Since he's been in the league, he's been a great utility player, but uh, I don't think he could carve out a role as a starting quarterback.
0: All right, that's fair. Uh, All right, so no matter who is throwing you the ball, though, Michael Thomas has close to zero help taking pressure off him with other weapons. Um, I mean, they have, I think their tight end is Adam Troutman. They got Traquan Smith, uh, Marquez Calloway. Uh, Do you expect Michael Thomas to be bombarded with targets or uh, completely, like, taken away by the defense?
1: I mean, part of... of the reason that he got so many targets was because of the scheme that was the scheme was ran for him. So, with different OC, it'll be interesting to see if
0: um, he's used the same way.
1: If hit, yeah. If he'll collect the same amount of targets that he used to.
0: Okay, and I mean, no one's as accurate. I mean, there are people as accurate, but these guys aren't as accurate as Drew Brees either. So. Even if people call Michael Thomas a slant machine, doesn't always hit the mark when uh, Taysom Hill throwing you the ball. Yeah. yeah. And it'll be interesting to see how accurate uh,
1: Jameis will be, too.
0: Yeah. Uh, do you see anyone from this passing game stepping up to help him? Uh,
1: not if they don't get any more weapons. I None of those guys I know anything about, so I don't feel confident
0: even naming somebody. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, I know Traquan Smith has played, like, a couple. Like, he has a role, but I don't think... He's not the ideal number two wide receiver, let's say that.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, do you think is in for a big year if uh, they can't throw?
1: Before that, I want to
0: say that I was
1: wrong on the Chargers getting the Saints OC. They got the Saints QB coach that was with Breeze for 12 of his last of his last 15 seasons. Okay. So, But part of part of that scheme was Joe Lombardi, who is the Chargers OC now.
0: Okay, I part, got.
1: You. Part of that was him.
0: Yeah, we'll just say everything counts, just change the name.
1: So, I don't know. But other than that, I don't know if uh, he'll get much help. And Alvin Kamara, I mean, he'll have to really work to take any pressure off Uh, Michael Thomas, especially in the passing game as well.
0: Yeah, I've got a feeling Kamara's going to have a big year for uh, dump-off passes, so... If you, uh... If you are in a PPR league, get them. All right, uh, let's talk a little bit about the Saints' defense. Uh, Defense has lost a lot of key contributors, including Hendrickson uh, playing opposite of Cam Jordan. Uh, Sheldon uh, leaves a big position of need. Um, Janoris Jenkins at that cornerback position. Um, Do you expect a Saints' defense to struggle? Uh, compared to last year's, or do you think Sean Payton can still get this defense uh, together and uh, playing winning football?
1: Um, They've never really had that outstanding of a defense, but I think they have definitely good pieces to have an average one. Okay. But, I mean, it'll all depend on how their offense does. If they're scoring points, they won't have to keep their... Their defense won't have to keep
0: people out of the end zone as much. Okay. All right, Dalton. You have anything to add to the Saints before you project their record?
1: Uh, not really. No, they're kind of a very mysterious team. You don't know what can happen with them this season.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, are you drafting a Latavius Murray at all? That's the other thing. Nobody from the Saints is... I'm probably not going to pick anybody from the Saints just because I don't know what their season will be like. Okay. Alright, Dalton, give me uh, your projected record. Um, Hold on, let me do the math real quick. Alright, you got like 16% left. Yeah. See, guys, I can do math. Last episode, I sucked at math, Dalton. 16%
1: 16% and I'm going to go with, oh shoot, I think they'll finish right about 500, we'll go, we'll go on the low side though, we'll go
0: 8, and 9. Jesus Christ, that's exactly what I went and my uh, chances of winning was 15%. Wow. You know, maybe I shouldn't have you on the show, Dalton, our brains are too similar, we're not getting into any debates.
1: Uh, yeah, we were more up op- we were different on the AFC West episode just because I don't know, we had different views. But yeah, this one's pretty cut and dry I'd say.
0: That's true too. If you didn't pick the Bucks to win the division, maybe you shouldn't have a podcast about the NFL. Oh my god. Right? Not with not with
1: this year, not with these teams.
0: Yeah. Alright, uh just to end the show, I kinda wanna get uh your fantasy take on uh the NFC South. Um, quarterback position, rank them fantasy-wise, and the order you'd be taking them. Um, Tom Brady. Okay. Um,
1: Matt Ryan.
0: Okay. Um, uh,
1: Jameis Winston.
0: Okay. Sam Darnold. No faith in Sammy, do ya?
1: No, I have zero faith. I think he is a bust, and I think he will not prove any different in Carolina.
0: Okay. Uh, Running back-wise, if it's uh, Leonard Fournette, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Mike Davis.
1: That one's a pretty easy one, too. McCaffrey, Kamara, um, Davis, Fournette.
0: Okay. And then wide receiver, we're going to go Chris Godwin. D.J. Moore, Michael Thomas, Calvin Ridley.
1: Oh, that's a hard one. Oh my God. Um, I'm gonna say Michael Thomas just because they're who else is on that fucking team. Mm-hmm. Um. Shoot. I think D.J. Moore could have a surprising year too, but I'm gonna go ahead and say he'll be third. I'll put Chris Godwin second and Calvin Ridley fourth.
0: Really? Yeah. I don't know, I think Calvin Ridley could get a lot of targets too.
1: I think he could too. I don't know. The receivers, that one is that one's tricky because all of those numbers could be switched around, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then tight end position, let's say Gronk, Adam Troutman, Kyle Pitts, and what other team am I missing? Oh, Dan Arnold. Fuck, I don't know, two of those guys, so
1: <laughs> We'll go ahead and say Gronk. Oh, shoot. I want to say Kyle Pitts is going to have a really good year.
0: I think I'll have a better year than Gronk.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go ahead. Call me crazy. I'm going to put him first.
0: Okay. I respect it. I'm
1: going to put Gronk second, Dan Arnold third, and the fourth one is the other guy.
0: <laughs> can, can we just put uh, Gronk second and then O.J. Howard third and Cameron Brait fourth? <laughs> Yes, there we go. Names (laughs) I remember. Yeah. All right. Um, All right. Thank you for coming on, Dalton. Uh, Hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, You have anything to say before uh, we head out? Uh, Not much. I appreciate you having me on, Jake. Of course, of course. We'll have to have you in the studio sometime.
1: Yes, I'm moving to
0: back closer to you guys, so. Yeah, don't give Um, out your address, Dalton. There's some crazy people that listen. (laughs)
1: Yeah, well, nothing gets crazier in Stewart, Iowa. That's where I will be moving to. I'm not God telling you where.
0: God so damn it, funny. Dalton.
1: <laughs> but, yes, I will be able to get into the studio more often
0: all right perfect all right thank you guys for listening um i don't know what next or what division we're going to do next it kind of depends on uh who we're going to have next because i have a couple people lined up to do different divisions uh but once we know you will know and we will get some more episodes out to you i hope you're having a great summer remember to subscribe follow rate review all that good stuff Uh, This is Dalton Grove and Jacob Herbert signing off. Thank you guys for listening.